Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. We are witnessing an absolute travesty unfolding on our southern border. On Monday, we apprehended over 10,000 people on the border, the highest level in history. On Tuesday, we apprehended over 10,000 people on the border, again, the highest level in history. There are right now, where we're standing, more than 22,000 people camped just south of the border, getting ready to come across. Just in this location, in less than a month, we've had over 35,000 Venezuelans cross illegally just right here, not counting the whole rest of the border. Every day, just right here, they're encountering encountering 90 to 100 Chinese nationals. Now, for anyone that doesn't have their globe nearby, China is not immediately to the south of the United States. But 90 to 100 a day are crossing illegally on this border, being smuggled in by Mexican drug cartels. And, And I have to say, I am angry. Because this is deliberate. That's just part of Ted Cruz going to town just yesterday. As Title 42 was being lifted, as we see the continued push on the southern border. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. I still have yet to be able to meet the people, run into the people, talk to the people who are totally fine with what's happening, who don't believe in borders. They haven't called in yet. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I think it's important to hear what Senator Ted Cruz has to say because he gets into some of the subjects that you get into, some of the subjects that I've gotten into, that what we are watching is a disaster And it was a disaster even before Title 42 was lifted. This is a decision that was made by President Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and congressional Democrats to open up the border to what is nothing less than an invasion. Ask yourself, why is President Biden not here? Why is Kamala Harris not here? Why is Elizabeth Warren not here? Why is AOC, she still owns the white pantsuit, why is she not here with her head buried in her hands? You asked that same question and so did I. Stunning to see how people engage the border when it is politically profitable. We have Republicans who have passed a border security package, it's called the Secure the Border Act, it's H.R. 2. This was introduced in April, and at the time, they didn't know whether Kevin McCarthy was going to be able to get the votes to make this happen. This happened, I believe it was a 219 to 213 vote. This is a vote that had Republicans saying, wait a second, Kevin McCarthy was able to do what now? He was able to not only get Republicans together to pass legislation on the debt limit. He got them together to pass this, to force Democrats into a corner on what are you going to do about border security? And they claim to want to do something about border security. 
I'll share with you some audio from uh, Progressive Representative Rokahana of California. Oh, we need to be engaged with more technology. Well, all right. Let's get some more technology going. Do we not have uh, more technology in the Secure the Border Act? Because if you talk to Border Patrol, they'll tell you that you better believe, you better believe that technology is the name of the game. It isn't all about walls, which are really fences because Border Patrol wants to see through it, and a wall doesn't do them any good. And yes, people can climb over a wall, but a wall slows people down, so you have more chances for apprehensions. But the wall is already inside the United States, so people who have gotten to the wall are already in the U.S. and can claim asylum, even though now there's a whole conversation about whether or not you can claim asylum. Now, all of a sudden, Mayorkas and the rest of the progressives are like, well, we need to have some regulations about this. Son of a gun. I'll get to that in a minute, by the way, if you want, I will post uh, HR2 uh, for you. The, the Secure Border Act of 2023, which discusses border wall construction, strengthening the requirements for barriers along the southern border, border and port security technology investment plan, border security technology program management. But if, if Ro Kahana, if Representative Kahana wants even more legislation to get technology, give him more legislation. Let's go. You guys are good at writing bills. Just somebody get out their quill. Well, we don't use quills anymore. Get out your quill and, and your and your well of ink and dab, dab, dab and, and, and write something up. Somebody get these people some parchment. Back to Senator Cruz. Oh, by the way, as he was saying, you know that Representative Ocasio-Cortez is a fraud. She doesn't give a damn about the border, a damn about kids in cages. She doesn't care about who gets raped. She doesn't care about who gets killed. And I say that because she hasn't been to visit the border under Joe Biden. There has been no public photos, I should say, of her at the border. And there has been no weeping, her in the white pantsuit, crying at the border when it was Trump. Liar, fraud, not because I say so, but because her actions tell you so. Back to Ted Cruz. Because they don't give a damn about the dead bodies. Six weeks ago, I asked Secretary Mayorkas how many migrants died in the past year crossing illegally. He said, I don't know. The number's 853. But he can't be bothered to worry about that. I asked him how many women have been sexually assaulted in the last year by human traffickers. He said, I don't know, because the administration can't be bothered by that. I asked how many children have been physically and sexually assaulted. Again, I don't know. We're witnessing modern-day slavery. And maddeningly, what the Biden administration has decided is they want more. Title 42 is expiring today, and you know what happens tomorrow? Those numbers go up. This is an invasion, and they want the numbers to go up. Now, they claim not to want the numbers to go up. They claim that we believe in a strong border. The actions have to follow that. I would say this true of Republicans. So would you. The actions have to follow it, which will lead us to a trending conversation today. Isn't it just sick 
sick that the border is a partisan issue? Is it not sick beneath us, wrong, infuriating, that the border is not a subject by which we as Americans say, yes, we need to protect our border, but rather the border is indeed the political pawn. There has to be reason for this. And you argue, well, they want to bring people in and turn them into Democratic voters. I think the question is, why can't they be Republican voters? But why are we still debating whether or not they get to vote at all? That's the answer. More people in demand that they're allowed to be citizens, demand ridiculous things. What is it, D.C. that allows non-citizens to, to vote in their elections? So what is the purpose of letting them in? Well, the purpose of letting people in without knowing who they are, without a system. Is that meant to flood the country, to overload the country, to cloud pivot the country, to destroy the country as is and create something different that clearly can't be better, but it certainly would be different? I don't know. I have a belief. I have a theory. I can espouse the theory. But I wanted to start from this first basis. How do we not agree that countries have borders? That when we discuss the humanitarian issues at the border, what about what's happening to Americans? Cartel killings, fentanyl, you name it. What about what's happening to Americans? Shouldn't that be part of the humanitarian conversation? And if not, well, how would you elect somebody who doesn't believe that your kid should be protected? Back to Senator Ted Cruz. Let me say to the men and women from the, from the Border Patrol who are heroes, they are extraordinary heroes, and we're down here to tell them thank you, to tell them we love you, to tell them we got your back, even as your political superiors are making it impossible for you to do your job. The Biden administration is really proud now that they have apps on their phone. That when someone crosses illegally, they can fill out an application in two minutes. This is the Amazon version of illegal immigration. They're going to make it fast and deliver them anywhere in the country. We've seen six and a half million people cross illegally since Joe Biden became president and the administration wants six and a half million to be 10 million, to be 12 million, to be 15 million, to be 20 million. And the body bags that pile up, they can't be bothered to worry about. I'll tell you, the great state of Texas is on the front lines. The volume is overwhelming. It's gotta stop. But it won't. It's not going to stop until it stops. It's not going to stop until a country demands that it stops. The Biden administration wanted to set forth a policy that allowed the release of migrants without court dates. We discussed this yesterday. To get ready for the influx, they were going to clear people out of, well, wherever it is they were keeping people. No court dates. It was a policy outlined in a Border Patrol memo saying migrants could be allowed into the country on parole if Customs and Border Protection faces overcrowding. 
they were turned away by a judge named T. Kent Weatherell II, who imposed a two-week restraining order on the Biden administration policy, putting an end to the idea that they could do en masse parole with conditions. And Alejandro Mayorkas, he sees this as a problem. A federal judge uh, yesterday ruled or stripped your ability to release migrants without court dates. Uh, First, do you plan to appeal that ruling? It's a very harmful ruling, and the Department of Justice is considering uh, our options. It's harmful that you can't just release people into the country. Can we be clear that the Biden administration, at least as represented by Alejandro Mayorkas, they see the border differently than we do? They see the issue differently than we do? They have less care about what happens to American citizens than we do. Bill Malugan over at Fox News was explaining this exact situation to Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino. Well, look, they, they, what they tell the migrants is if you get here, you have a very good chance of being released. And when Secretary Mayorkas says that if you cross illegally, you will be processed and quickly removed, you have to put an asterisk next to that. That is the case for some people. But right now, a, a majority of people are released into the country. What happens is because they're so over capacity and because of diplomatic relations with different countries, once people get here, they're typically released with an NTA, a future court date. And because of how backlogged everything thing is that court date can be years down the road and the cartels are able to advertise off of that the migrants know that they they told us that in interviews that if they can just get here they believe they are going to be released and if you just walk to downtown brownsville right now you'll go to the bus station and you will see venezuelan men with their ntas and their dhs packets and their government cell phones all over the place waiting to get on a bus to go elsewhere around the country mass releases are taking place and it is part of the biden administration's policy by the way, that's that's not a joke. I didn't know this one. Remember the Obama phone? There are videos of people who have entered the country opening up packages with cell phones and then programming them, and then now they have their own cell phone. One could argue that at least with a cell phone, you know who they're calling, you know who they're contacting, you know how to stay in touch, you know where these people are. It's actually a tracking device. The other side of it is they get cell phones? What are we doing? Bill Malugan also reports that people have shown up to the border and they are perplexed. They are vexed. They are stunned. They are gobsmacked to learn that they can't just walk across the border. What do you mean you're stopping us? What do you mean preventing us? We're here. We're here for the party. And the Title 42 party. Timmy brought punch. They're being told they can walk right in by the cartels. And clearly, they believe that Biden will let anybody into the country. We are just starting the second level of bad news on the border. 
And this legislation from the Republicans, it's got to make its way through the Senate, and best of luck on that. Border Patrol gets no backup. And an impossible task. Because there are some in leadership who don't actually think we should have a border and the border's not worth protecting. Those are the facts as presented. I'm Tony Katz. Linda Yaccarino. That is her name. And she may very well be the new CEO of Twitter. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. She was the global advertising head of NBC Universal, and she has resigned. It was announced by Elon Musk that he has found somebody to be the CEO, and it'll take about six weeks, and uh, in they'll go. Then the name of Linda Yaccarino started moving around and moving about. Then she resigned after being with NBC Universal since 2011, being the head of the global advertising business. She was going to be part of the upfronts at Radio City. The upfronts is when uh, the network says, hey, here are the shows that we're preventing. And hey, advertisers, here you, here's why you want to be a part of these shows. She's got relationships. She's got connections. Remember, this is about advertising for for Twitter. This is about the fact that they've lost advertisers because, oh, they can't be trusted, this, that, and the other. Oh, my gosh. How dare they allow free speech? You know, these these so-called good corporate partners, sometimes not so good. So you got to bring those advertisers in. Musk spent $44 billion dollars. He's got to get something out of the deal. So you bring in somebody that you think can bring the dollars. But the people who are going to spend those dollars are going to say, yeah, okay, I, I get that you want me to advertise. You got this great user base, but I can't be connected to that content. I can't be connected to Tucker Carlson. Can't be connected to Tony Katz. Can't be connected to enter your person here. Who, who, honestly, who would not want to be connected to my content? Sponsorship's now available. First person to call in gets a 4.5% discount. AJ, I am a giver. I'm a giver, AJ. I, might, I mean, I might as well just do this for free. I should not do this for free. That's ridiculous. But this is the needle that Musk is trying to thread. He may have saved speech, but that's not without a cost. And he's got to figure out a way to make some of his costs back. Is this move crazy? I don't know enough about her to know. I don't know her politics or anything else. The only thing I know is guy's got to try. So... Let's see what happens. Find everything at TonyCats.com. Speaking of people who've got to try, Anderson Cooper and CNN have got to try much harder. I'll explain that next. This is Tony Katz Today. It is 
irrational to think that Caitlin Collins did a good job. In this town hall that took place with President Trump. It's irrational. It's ugly. And when you hear stuff like this on CNN. For being here, Jason, let's start with you and what you make of how Republicans on Capitol Hill today were responding to that 70 minutes last night. I'm actually impressed that they that a number of them responded the way they did. I mean, first off, I thought you did a great job. Yeah. I mean, I think you did the best job anybody could expect out of anybody going up against Donald Trump. I mean, that's Jason Osborne. I don't actually know who the dude is. But he's a former Trump whatever. And there's no way you believe that. There's no way you believe that. You listen to how they try and sell it like she did so good. Oh, my gosh. No one could have done this. The best job anybody could expect out of anybody going up against Donald Trump. I mean, it was to your point last night. By the way, he said that behind your back. (laughs) (laughs) While I was over there. But to your point last night that you made, it was a rerun. I mean, this was Trump being Trump, as he's always been. And I'm disappointed that we didn't see something new. There is nothing new. This is who the guy is, and this is what the audience wants. Plays the play the hits, baby. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The phone number 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. This was embarrassing pandering on CNN. Embarrassing is the only way to properly describe it. And there were other people who wanted to go down the list of, oh, such a good job. And what makes you think you could criticize Caitlin Collins? Chris Cuomo, now at News Nation. Firestorm. Here's the proposition that Donald Trump, even though he's the leading candidate in the Republican Party to be their presidential nominee, he should not be given a platform because why? He lies. And he says a lot of things that many in the media and on the left don't like. CNN put out a statement that the moderator did a great job. Let me give you a clue into this business. When you're explaining, uh, it is perceived as weakness. And as I told you last night, I don't think it was necessary. Um, I don't think Caitlin Collins needed any explanation. Uh, I know she's good at what she does, and I thought she did the job that she had to do. And it was not an easy one. And a lot of the people who were coming after her in the media are people who couldn't do that job. And when they had a chance to do that job, didn't do it that well. So there's a lot of player hating in my business. But that's petty. There's a bigger situation here, okay? And it is... What do we do with ideas that we don't like? What happened to us beating them with better ideas? And where is the line in terms of what you give a platform to, which I see as another word for censorship? So let's debate. Okay, I just wanted to be sure. Let's debate, Chris. The political right has been saying this for years. Where the hell have you been? Or, you know what? What I should be doing is saying, welcome to the party, man. Did you bring the punch? Because we have been saying this 
four years. We have been saying that more voices is better. But you worked at a network and went along with the mathematics that said less voices were better. And you cheered on Twitter for censoring people. Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, maybe I should just be thankful that you got to the party. But don't sit there and tell us that Caitlin Collins did the job. I'm not mad at her. I'm not saying she doesn't have a skill set. I'm saying if you think she did a good job, you don't know what a good job is. You don't know what it is. You don't know how it exists. She made herself the debate. She made herself the subject, so much so that the CEO of CNN, Chris Licht, is on record saying that we made a lot of news that night because of Caitlin. Is Caitlin Collins's job to make news or report the news? Is her job... Is her job in that moment to be an instigator or to be a facilitator? Seems to me that that Chris Lick, the CEO, wanted her to be the instigator, which is messed up. Messed up. The people at MSNBC, Joy Reid and company, oh, they got a theory. The question is inviting yeah. him to Gish Gallup by saying and not having follow-ups, be- Joy. Exactly. Not having follow-ups. When he says the Democrats are executing babies, you don't move on to the next topic. You stay and you follow up on that. When he says, I didn't say I'd terminate the Constitution, and we all know he did, it's written down, you stay there. You don't move on. You don't. And and look, you know, I think that this was as revelatory, Michael, about the Republican base Mm -hmm. as it was about Donald Trump and CNN, because a few things to me became clear last night. Number one, CNN wants desperately to be the new home for Republican viewers. They want to be the new Fox. They want to move to the right. That's part of Lick's agenda. Uh, Clearly. And and I'll be honest, Chris Lick used to work here. He used to be EP of Morning Joe for a while. Um, He used to work at CNN, Um, CBS. I'm sorry. But it's clear that what he's doing over there and under John Malone, you know, who's the big investor and the people mm-hmm. above him, there's, it's clear that the goal is to make it a friendly place for MAGA. That's very clear. The desire is to make CNN a place that is comfortable for the MAGA people, the MAGA people, the Make America Great Again people. Anybody get the feeling that CNN is lurching to the right? Because if they were, they'd have to fire a lot more people and we'd be a lot better off. We'd be a lot better off if their hosts and if their talent weren't so radically adversarial and engaged in news and certainly let their opinion people be their opinion people. We're talking about their so-called news people that don't engage in news. Did Robert Acosta... Uh, what was it? What's it? Was that his name? Jim Acosta, not Robert. Uh, Jim Acosta. Did Jim Acosta actually engage in news when he was covering the White House, or was he trying to make himself the news? That's why people were disgusted by it and turned off by it. CNN trying to think that they're going to become Fox is one heck of a call. But that's also MSNBC further staking out their claim as the only place for the political left. 
business-wise, I think that's a smart move to make that claim. But what of CNN's claims? How they've gone about discussing what happened? Well, in the vein of what you heard from Chris Cuomo, Anderson Cooper took to the airwaves. And Anderson Cooper wants to talk about what you saw by telling you what you saw. I want you to hear it before I comment on it. It'll run a little long. Let it go. Good evening. Before we begin with tonight's broadcast, I want to say something about what we witnessed at last night's town hall. Many of you have expressed deep anger and disappointment. Many of you are upset that someone who attempted to destroy our democracy was invited to sit on a stage in front of a crowd of Republican voters to answer questions and predictably continued to spew lie after lie after lie. And I get it. It was disturbing. It was disturbing to see and hear that person refer to a black law enforcement officer as a thug an adjective he used many times to describe black men, and called Caitlin Collins, the moderator, nasty, which is what he calls any woman who stands up to him. It was disturbing to hear him speak so highly of QAnon conspirators and insurrectionists who assaulted police officers in our democracy on January 6th. And it was awful to hear him spread ridiculous lies about the election. And it was certainly disturbing to hear that audience, young and old, our fellow citizens, people who love their kids and go to church, laugh and applaud his lies and his continued defamation of a woman who, according to a jury of his peers, he sexually abused and defamed. As good a job as Galen Collins did trying to fact check him, it is impossible to fact check fully because he lies so shamelessly. Now, many of you think CNN... Hold on, hold on. That was a little over a minute of Anderson Cooper telling you what it is you were supposed to see in that town hall. That's Anderson Cooper not believing in his audience. He didn't say, this is what I saw. He said, let me tell you what you saw. And in case you didn't see it, you don't have to see it for yourself. I will tell you all the ways Trump is bad. No conversation about his uh, talk on energy independence or or maybe some other things that were policy driven. That he doesn't know who E. Jean Carroll is and he maintains that. If we want to talk about people who are engaged in a level of misogyny and how dare you treat a woman this way, why don't we believe Tara Reid to this day regarding allegations of sexual impropriety from Joe Biden? Do I trust E. Jean Carroll? No. Was I in the courtroom for this case? No. Do I think a lot of people had some kind of sexual relationship with Donald Trump in the day with all the money and the youth? The answer is yes. When he engaged the conversation in the town hall of, I said, people let you grab you here, there, and everywhere because when you're a star, that happens. And it's just the truth and it would be a lie to say otherwise. It's the truth. He said what is true. You're offended by what is true? happens to be true i didn't say you had to like the man i didn't say you had to vote for him what anderson cooper just went through was not the totality of what happened in the town hall it was what he wanted you to know so you would think the way he thinks so you would recognize trump as this that and the other
Certainly he does the opinion side in this case, but he tries to blur the line between opinion and news. So that first minute is already kind of ugly. But here's where it gets kind of interesting. It is impossible to fact check fully because he lies so shamelessly. Now, many of you think CNN shouldn't have given him any platform to speak, and I understand the anger about that, giving him the audience, the time, I get that. But this is what I also get. The man you were so disturbed to see and hear from last night, that man is the front runner for the Republican nomination for president. And according to polling, no other Republican is even close. That man you were so upset to hear from last night, he may be president of the United States in less than two years. And that audience that upset you, that's a sampling of about half the country. They are your family members, your neighbors, and they are voting. And many said they're voting for him. Now, maybe you haven't been paying attention to him since he left office. Maybe you've been enjoying not hearing from him, thinking it can't happen again. Some investigation is going to stop him. Well, it hasn't so far. So if last night showed anything, it showed it can happen again. It is happening again. He hasn't changed, and he is running hard. You have every right to be outraged today and angry and never watch this network again. But do you think staying in your silo and only listening to people you agree with is going to make that person go away? If we all only listen to those we agree with, it may actually do the opposite. So nice to hear people saying you got to have other points of view. You see, he wants to tell you how absolutely terrible Trump was throughout, but you had to hear it. But will he talk to people who will engage a level of defense on subject A, subject B, and subject C? Will he engage that, you know, we're the network that led the conversation about Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, we were wrong on every level. Believing Adam Schiff was a mistake. You know, we're the network that gave you Michael Avenatti and actually broached the idea that he should run for president. Avenatti sits in a jail cell now for trying to defraud a company called Nike. Um, we're, we, we apologize for that. The idea that people should listen to those they disagree with is good and valuable. The idea that you have to apologize for letting this person tell these lies on the air while you did these things. Maybe you don't have to apologize for it. Look, I know uh, that Trump said things that drove me crazy. He was wrong about this. Right. That would have been opinion. He lied about that. He said the other thing may have driven you crazy as well. But he doesn't approach it like that. He doesn't approach it in a way that respects his audience. He has to lecture to his audience, talk down to his audience, spoon feed his audience, and then tell them why he had to do it. It was for their own good. Wow. Guys, if I ever talked to you like that, you would punch me. You know it and I know it. You, I'd be getting emails and I'd be getting tweets. Just what the hell are you doing, cats? You know it. That This is a guy who has absolutely no faith in his audience. No trust in his audience. I swear to you, if I treated you like that, that I wouldn't have an audience. My God. 
when Chris Licht looks at CNN and realizes the mountain of work ahead of him, if indeed he's trying to make it more like Fox. Heck, if he's just trying to make it normal, he's got a lot more firings to do. This from Anderson Cooper about, well, you don't ever have to watch this network again. We'd understand. That in and of itself could be a firing offense. But what the reason he should no longer be there, the reason that he's so damaging, is that he, like Don Lemon, hates the audience. He has no faith in them and no trust in them. He just proved it. I'm Tony Katz. Baltimore City is suing Hyundai and Kia in federal court for actions that fueled a vehicular crime wave. That's according to the lawsuit, which was filed today in U.S. District Court. They're getting sued because they don't have certain anti-theft technology, so it makes the cars easy to steal. And since there are so many car thefts in Baltimore, it's the fault of Hyundai and Kia. That's... What other story could I possibly tell you in less than 60 seconds that can so encapsulate the problem in America? Where do we place the blame? Oh, but no, there's no societal rod at all. Why do you say so, Tony? Oh, dear Lord. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today.